Recorded live. Okay, so I am making an audio about Mary, the Mother of God, the Solemnity, which is uh, January 1st. This is from EWTN, the Solemnity of the Mother of God which now coincides with the octave day of Christmas, the eighth day, and the beginning of the new year, was probably assigned this day because of the influence of the Byzantine Church, which celebrates the synopsis of the Most Holy Theotokos on December 26th. This is in accordance with the Eastern practice of honoring secondary persons on the day after the Feast of the Principal Personage, in this case, the birth of Christ. The Coptic Church celebrates this feast on January 16th, but in the West, as early as the 5th century, the feast was celebrated on the Sunday before Christmas, although in France it was celebrated uh, on January 18th and in Spain on December 18th. Even before Pope Sergius introduced four Marian feasts in the 7th century, the birth of Mary, the Annunciation, the Purification, and the Assumption. The octave day of Christmas was celebrated in Rome in honor of the maternity of Mary, the motherhood of Mary. You know, uh, later in the 13th and 14th centuries, the feast of the circumcision was added. So the circumcision came later. That's how we grew up knowing it. Although it had been introduced into Spain and France at the end of the 6th century and was later included in the Missal of Pope St. Pius V, The recent liturgical reform has restored the original Roman practice, which replaced the pagan feast of the New Year, the pagan feast of the New Year, and dedicated to the god Janus, or Janus, uh, with this feast honoring the mother of God. So they replaced the pagan feast with the uh, honoring the mother of God in the way it was explained to me at Mass tonight, because it was a holy day of obligation, so I did attend the Mass as a Catholic and as a Christian. uh, You know, it was important to do that, to honor Mary for what she did for us. She is basically our mother. She listened to God's will. The angel Gabriel um, came to her and... uh, told her to do what God asked of her to carry um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the way it was explained to us at Mass tonight, which was beautiful, is that she was a vessel like the Ark of the Covenant, a vessel which held God. Okay, now I know a lot of religions, many of them on here, like Christian identity and some of these uh, Protestant faiths, really don't have a lot to say about Mary. They really don't honor her. They don't venerate her, which is what we do. We don't worship Mary. We venerate her. We honor her. We respect her as the mother of God, as our own mother, because she was before the Lord as an earthly vessel. Okay, It was the only way the Lord could come here and fulfill his mission. He had to come through a human being to be uh, fully human and fully divine. He had to be born to a woman and a virgin, which he was, and who that person is is Mary, the mother of God. Okay, so it's very critical in 
your understanding as a Christian that you respect Mary and all women and don't treat them as second-class citizens because they are not. And even in those days when Jesus walked the earth and when he hung on the cross, if you read your Bible, your scripture, you will realize that the people at the foot of the cross as Jesus was dying were not the men apostles. They were the women, the Magdalene. Okay, they were Mary, the mother of God, and many other women who were followers and believers of Jesus Christ. So women are uh, powerful figures in Christian history, strong figures in Christian history, and they should be respected and honored to this day. There is no, there should not be any division between men and women when it comes to uh, our Christian roots. Um, There should not be... uh, submissive person in a relationship it should be equal you should both submit to the Lord God and do his will and there is equality maybe not um, the same type of equality uh, between a male and female in a relationship but there certainly is um, uh, something that makes them one together okay so they have to be equal the same on different levels to become uh, to be yoked to one another. You don't want to pick somebody in your life who is not equal to you spiritually, emotionally, physically, any of it, because it makes for a very difficult life ahead. You know, and God wanted us to uh, choose right. Okay, when it comes to that, when it comes to our relationships. So, um, anyway, this Holy Day of Obligation um, was very important, and I'm glad I went, because really, we, before we as Christians celebrate um, the New Year, we should be celebrating this day, which is the Solemnity of the Mother of God, Mary. Okay, that is what the day is really about for Christians. Okay, um, anything else is more leaning toward pagan ideals. So, you know, of course we want the new year to be uh, a good start. And what this day has also created is a day of peace. Uh, The beginning of the new year is a day of peace, and this is getting globally more popular where people will come together and pray or just ask for intercession uh, from Mary to bring peace to the world, to God's children, to God's land, because this land does belong to the Creator, to God, not to man. We are given an opportunity to use the land, and God, uh, you know, He wants us to choose properly. He wants us to choose the right things to do while we're here. Um, And being uh, hateful to each other or causing each other pain, embarrassment, any anything like that is really not of God. And it's not bringing peace. It's not bringing peace. It causes more division and chaos. So remember that when you're slandering somebody. Uh, you know, it's okay to point out um, things that people do that are hurtful or harmful. It is okay to do that. You have to be careful how you do it because people never want to look in the mirror. It's it's you know, it's a very difficult thing to look in the mirror and realize that hey, I've made a mistake or I'm not, you know, I I'm not um 
such a great person all of the time. But this is why we have friends, because our friends will actually come to us and confront us with any issues they may have to try to help us correct it. And even the Bible tells you this in some of the scripture, that first you go to the person and try to correct it between you and the person, whatever the issue is. And if that doesn't work, you go to the church and you get other people involved. So there is a um, a right way to do things when you have a problem with somebody. And getting on the Internet or on YouTube and exposing the issue or the problem is not a right way to do it. But if somebody's stupid enough to put a video up there, then they're going to get called out for it. You know, that's you put it on public airwaves, you, you are going to, you know, you're taking a risk that somebody's going to comment on it, whether you like it or not. Now, there are nasty, nasty comments, and then there are very helpful comments. Some people don't think any comment or critical or criticism is helpful. You know, and that's too bad because criticism can be very helpful. It can change your life. You can, it can really make you look in the mirror and make positive changes. And if somebody is really just trying to be a good person and let you know, hey, you shouldn't do this, then you might want to look at that as, hmm, maybe I did do something wrong. You know, at least consider it. Don't just be so prideful that you wouldn't even consider that it, you may have done something wrong, okay? We should all be less prideful and put our neighbors, you know, uh, love our neighbors as ourselves and take um, creed to what they are saying to us if they're trying to be helpful. Anyway, back to the most important thing of the day, uh, of the week, of the evening, is the uh, mother of God and how important she is to us. You know, we can we are allowed as Catholics to uh, pray intercessory prayer. We can ask the saints, like Mary and other saints, to intercede to Jesus for us and to deliver uh, a message or a prayer to him. When she brings it to him, who knew Jesus the best on earth, okay? Who knows somebody the 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 deepest i mean a mother who carries a child that is a bond that cannot be broken you know it's just nobody has a bond like that a mother and a child have a very strong bond okay so when we pray to mary we know that she has that connection to the lord she knows everything about him she carried him she followed him for all his years she knew she knows how Jesus wants to uh, look at things. So when we ask her to intercede for us and go to the Lord with our prayers, we know that she is going to present him with a perfect prayer. He won't have to ask any questions. It will be absolutely laid out for him, and he can answer that prayer. I feel that when I pray to Mary, she is able to get the job done pretty quickly, like the wedding feast at Cana. Uh, Canna, Cana, you know, do what he says. Get the jugs of water because he knows what he's doing, okay? She knows her son. She knows what he's capable of. She knows what he's willing to do. And so when she takes a prayer to him, she knows it's going to get done because she knows how to present it to him. So I I really hope that if anybody ever listens to this, (laughs) 
they will consider that because praying to Mary is so powerful and praying the rosary to um, the Hail Marys and the rosary is just besides being um, a blessing to you, uh, the rosary prayers and the Divine Mercy Chaplet prayers are so extremely powerful in the world uh, for peace and for um, change, positive change. You know, we get together in, as a family or as a group and, and pray the rosary, and it just, it's, um, you just, anything can come of that. Anything good can come of that, and everything good and many things good have come of that when I've prayed the rosary. So I will pray the rosaries for some people on here on talk show and on the internet in general because I see a lot of um, negative stuff on the internet, nasty stuff, and it doesn't need to be like that. You know, you just look at the things you do, ask yourself why you do them, and then go, hmm, why am I doing this? Maybe this isn't the best thing to be doing. Or you don't. You just continue to do what you're doing. If you're in a good place because of it, then so be it. But from uh, what I've seen with the people who are posting things online, the majority of them don't seem that happy about their life. And so every once in a while, you know, I'll post something or I'll make an audio call or something to put out there just for encouragement or motivation to let people know, yeah, life gets hard. Times are hard. Times are very difficult in the world today, but we always have prayer. We always have prayer. And, you know, you don't have to be a Catholic Christian to get the benefit of prayer. We have our prayers. You can be other uh, types of Christians and still uh, receive answers to prayers. You know, the Catholics don't have we don't we don't we don't own the lord okay the lord owns us if we are in him and if we believe him we belong to him okay um as christians so i would never question um or i would try not to question somebody else's faith unless i was seeing that that religion or faith is causing pain or grief in somebody's life like it's not creating goodness because this is how you know if something is uh, good for you first of all uh, it's honest it's truthful you you go and you experience good things it's not a lot of negative mumbo jumbo i mean you you get positive results your life starts to change and it starts to change for the better and you see it and you feel it usually physically you feel better about yourself and then you also will start to see changes in your life how god is reshaping your path you know and you become more aware maybe of what he wants you to do in this world for him and you live your life for him. You make that change. You decide, I'm going to give my life to the Lord to do his will. Um, and you pray for whatever you you may think his will is for you. But, I mean, you ask him to guide you so you know. So I would, you know, I like to pray for children. I like to pray for people who 
are less fortunate, who maybe are in a position where they can't take care of themselves or they need help. You know, I'm I'm very passionate about that. And I can't physically help everybody, but I can pray for a lot of people, and I try to do that. Um, you know, you can um, try to help other people come to the Lord. Uh, you don't even have to talk them into coming to the Lord, but when they see how your life has changed and it's become so positive and so many good things are happening in your life, it kind of makes it easy because they'll say, wow, I want what that person has. How did they achieve that? How did they do that? And it's not that you have like, you know, $100,000 cars and big bling jewelry. It's just that you have peace. You have There's a certain peace and joy in your life. You're happy. You're not always upset or uptight about everything. You're not screaming at everybody or trying to sue everybody or calling everybody names. You just want to live life to the fullest and have an eternal life with the Lord. And when you love the Lord that much, people can see it. I go to Mass and I see these priests, they've given their life to the Lord. And I used to think, wow, how can they just give up their whole life? That's such a burden. But it's not. My friend used to tell me, it's not a burden. They love to do this. This is what they were called to do. And I see that. I see that in many of the priests that I've experienced, that they do it because they love it. It's what they God asked them to do, and they're happy to do that for God. And it's those kind of priests that can really help bring um, change, good, positive change to the church. You know, there's a lot of division in the church right now, and it's understandable. I mean, things are going on in the church. Some of the churches out here, even where I live, were not uh, respecting this as a holy day of obligation. They were saying it is not a holy day of uh, obligation, and the diocese here agreed with that when, in fact, other churches and the Vatican, I believe, is saying it's a holy day of obligation. So there's a lot of division and split and too many cooks in too many kitchens, you know, everybody, a lot of, and so it causes division and we, what we need to do is start working toward getting on the same page so that all the churches are run the same the way it was intended to be, universal church, the Catholic church, the universal church. But in the meantime, um, a Mass is a Mass. And when you go to celebrate the Mass, it's like celebrating the Last Supper with Jesus every week or on a Holy Day of Obligation like tonight. And when you do go to the Mass, um, you have to remember that the priest who's consecrating that host is a priest and it is acceptable. It is a consecrated host. So you never have to worry about it as long as it is a legitimate church and you need to find out uh, what kind of church you're going to because some of them are not legitimate like many uh, SSPX churches are uh, they call themselves Catholics but they're really not approved by the Vatican there's a split there and the Vatican does not accept that as a Catholic church so you have to do some research when you go to church to make sure that uh, your church has been approved and is accepted by the Vatican. Um, even if the priest there is leaning towards, say, an SSPX type of church or something else that's not in um, communion with the mother church, um, the priest himself may still be... Um, 
able to consecrate the host. So you might want to look into your priests and your church when you go to make sure that you are receiving the body and blood of Christ and everything is on the up and up there. I found that out recently. So I did some research and I found all the good churches in my area. Although I'm not sure about this uh, Holy Day of Obligation today. I just still don't, I can't figure out why that was so no here, yes here, maybe there, no word there. So anyway, I do a lot of research about this stuff. I may not know scripture by heart, but um, I have friends who are researchers and so... Once you get a group of people working together like that to find out information, you can access things pretty easily. And um, that's how you kind of build um, friendships, too. Uh, uh, Friendships with people who uh, respect and honor the same things you do. And that forms good things in your life, too, outside of your home. You start making friends who are like-minded and... Anyway, it all trickles down because you're happy all the time, okay? So anyway, I hope everybody does have a blessed year. Um, I hope things get better in the world this year. I will definitely be saying prayers uh, prayers to Mary and Jesus for the world and for the leaders of this world to um, come together to make uh, to try to bring peace to all of the world every nation under God. And, um, you know, to all the people, all the innocent people who are suffering, all the Christian people who are being persecuted, we need to pray, and we need to pray a lot, and we need to pray hard, and we need to pray to Mary, because she will intercede for us. So everybody have a good night, have a good year, and God bless you. Amen.